Pop Culture Footnotes, the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon. And we are joined this week by Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to go like, I'm Courtney, I'm Shannon, I'm Shannon. (laughs) That's awesome. We should have planned that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, we are very happy to have Shannon. What should we call you for this episode? Shannon 2? Shannon Shannon 2. Let's do Shannon (laughs) 2. Yeah. Okay, not... We say we're Shannon squared together. <laughs> yeah. So if I have a question but... for the two of you, I'll just say, Shannon squared. Yes. <laughs> Tell me. That'll be it. All right. Good. Good to know. <laughs> Great. Well, um, Shannon is on this week to help us talk about Mary Poppins because we're getting geared up for Mary Poppins Returns, which comes out, what, next week? Some, As of this release? Something like that. Something like that. Soon. It's right before Christmas, so I think two yeah. weeks. Yes. I think that's right. <laughs> yep. But it's coming out soon. Sometimes. We're excited. Um, as a big Lin-Manuel Miranda fan, especially, yeah. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Um, but so, also as a big Emily Blunt fan. Yeah. Too. I mean, she's okay. I, I, <laughs> I was kidding, telling someone today, I'm pretty, they're like, oh, I'm so relieved the reviews are good. And I said... I could excuse anything those two do. It could be a terrible movie. And if those two are in it, like, there aren't too many people I say that about. But yeah. Lynn and Emily, I think, are two of them. Mm-hmm. Also, didn't Lin-Manuel Miranda get a Golden Globe nomination this year? Yes. For what? For Best Supporting Actor in, in Mary film. Poppins. Yes. Yay! <laughs> okay, yeah. great. And she got Best Actress. You're getting ahead of me. I'm for sorry, Media Shannon. of the Week. I'm You're so good. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, let's get into Media of the Week. Yeah. So, Shannon, since you brought it up, tell us, <laughs> Shannon won, tell us about <laughs> Shannon Prime. Shannon um, <laughs> <Tell laughs> <about what> Prime. <laughs> about that. Original <laughs> recipe, Shannon. There you there go. This is extra crispy, Shannon. There we go. I like it. <laughs> this wouldn't be... It, our, our voices are pretty different. I was going to... In person, this isn't that confusing. No. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll say briefly before I get to the main thing. Um, season two of Marvelous is... It dropped a day as of this yes. recording. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've already seen three episodes of what? it, but... I'll get to a full review later on okay. once I finish it. Just, but it's just already, tell me, is it good? It's already magnificent. Oh, I'm yes. pretty stoked. Marvelous, <laughs> yes. even? Mm-hmm. It's marvelous. It is marvelous. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it, but yes. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Um, and quickly, another thing. We talked a lot on here about Spotify playlists. Mm-hmm. Have you found the Your Top Songs for 2018 playlist no. yet? It'll probably be a lot of Hamilton, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a thing that they do, and they compile like a personal playlist. Mine is a lot of Dear Evan Hansen, A Star is Born, um, The Greatest Showman, there's another one. Oh, and Mount Mamma Mia, too. Nice. <laughs> so, anyway, that's fun. But my main thing I was going to say is that the day we're recording this, the Golden Globe nominations dropped. So I was made sure I was awake at 6 to watch them live Ooh. because this is what I do. Um, yeah, I'm the Golden Globe nominations are like a basket of crazy <laughs> every year. Um, but I'm there's a lot of things I'm thrilled about. Overall, it's a weird um, thing because they split musical comedy from drama, but lots of Mary Poppins returns mm-hmm. stuff. So no one really has seen this yet outside of critics. So that's kind of exciting um, news for us that it might be good. Um, yeah, there were just kind of some fun things that snuck in because they have that split. Oscars is a lot of dramas, so mm-hmm. especially Elsie yeah. Fisher from 8th grade, maybe I mentioned on here before, that's super exciting, but, and Bohemian Rhapsody got nominated for Best Drama, which makes no sense. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, those are my few hot <laughs> takes, but go look that up, like, Os- or, uh, award season has started, and it's super exciting. Yay! (laughs) How about you, Shannon? Other Shannon. Yes. (laughs) Um, So a couple days ago, I finished the book Vicious by V.E. Schwab. And a couple days after I finished that, it was announced on Goodreads that it had won Best Sci-Fi Book of 2018. Nice. Super exciting. Get you all ahead of the trend. (laughs) Something like that. 
and I've been pitching it to friends as a mix between Flatliners, a separate piece, and Wolverine. Mm. Honestly, when, when I saw you said that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Uh-huh. That is like the center of my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Love it. Have you read, um, I had to look it up, she reads the Darker Shade of Magic yes. ones too. Have you read those? I didn't read those. Okay. Yeah. I've heard those are good too. So. Yeah, uh, so for me, it's been all about the bad Christmas movies lately. Um, I watched a movie just last night on Netflix called The Christmas Planner, I want to (laughs) say. Yeah, Uh, wait, is this the, no, the Christmas Wedding Planner or the Holiday Calendar one? It's not the Holiday Calendar one. I wanted to watch that one, but Andrew was like, well, I'm going to bed, you can't watch it without me. So (laughs) your husband's like, you have to watch these with me. Yes, only because he loves to make fun of them so much, which, I mean, let's be honest, that's why I watch them too, so Mm -hmm. it works. But yeah, um, speaking (laughs) of, if you want to hear more of Andrew's thoughts on that, I believe he's going to be live tweeting some more bad, like, Netflix holiday movies. Uh, So yeah, tune in. I think he's going to do it on Pop Pop Culture Pod. Pop Pop Culture PD. That's his Twitter handle. (laughs) One of those. But Whatever yeah. it is. You know, shameless, shamelessly pitching my husband's podcast. <laughs> it's fun. Um, cool. Well, let's move on to Mary Poppins. Um, so let's talk about first exposure. So, uh, Shannon, too. <laughs> uh, what was your first exposure to Mary Poppins? Yeah. So mine was growing up with the Disney version from 64. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a child, it was mostly just a cute movie with fun songs. Um, and as an adult seeing it, I feel like there's a lot more to it than that. But that was my first exposure was just enjoying the silliness and the music of it all. Nice. Yeah, I think for me, my first exposure was also when I was very young. Um, before I saw Mary Poppins, I watched The Sound of Music a lot, mm, like as a child. And yeah. so watching Mary Poppins and being like, wait, that's that's Maria. And at the time, <laughs> I was so young that I didn't understand the concept of one actress being in multiple <laughs> movies. And it like blew my mind. So I was like, Can she you- looks different because her hair is different. But I think that's the same person. So yeah. Do you... If this were all the same universe, <laughs> do you think, like, Mary Poppins settled down, became a nun, and then married <laughs> Captain Von Trapp? Yes! <laughs> Maybe. Although, or I would it be it, the reverse? I think it would probably be the reverse. I think it's probably she was, like, this free-spirited nun, and then she married Captain Von Trapp, and then maybe, like, things didn't work out or, like, something, and that ended, but maybe she, like, gained immortality and was like, well, I'm good at this whole governess thing. I guess I'm just going to keep doing that, but maybe she got more jaded and cranky with time. That's how I see it going. And then she eventually became the queen of Genovia. Yes. Yes. It tracks. Anyway. She's got a life ahead of her, doesn't she? Um, cool. How about you, Shannon? Yeah. Um, I think mine had to be, we owned a lot of Disney sing-along songs mm-hmm. on tape. Um, and I looked cause I actually kept them all. Um, so I was looking and like several of them had Mary Poppins songs on it. Um, and I also, the first song I learned on the piano was Let's Go Fly a Kite. Aw, cute. Um, yeah, but I, like, I saw the movie as a kid, and I was thinking about it, and uh, I don't think I loved this movie as a child, mm-hmm. because it's over two hours long. It's very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are big chunks of it. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff, but then you have, like, Feed the Birds goes on for a long time, and stuff that as a kid, you're kind of like, oh, this is dragging on. Mm-hmm. Um but did you watch this recently, like, in preparation mm-hmm. for this? Like, I, it's such a delight as an adult. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. This is one of my kids' favorites. Like, we have a limited number of movies that they're allowed to watch on Sundays because we don't mm-hmm. want to watch, like, Paw Patrol every day of the week. <laughs> um, That's a good rule. <laughs> yeah. So Sundays is, like, special day. So, um yeah, Mary Poppins is one of the few that we let them watch on Sundays, and that's, like, that one and Brave are probably their two favorite Aww. Sunday movies. So. Yeah, I watch it a lot. That's so cute. Yeah, I love it, though. It's good. Cool. Well, let's talk about, um, so Mary Poppins is, so the sequel is coming out, Mary Poppins Returns. Before that, it was a movie made by Disney, as we mentioned in 1964. But before that, even, it was a book series 
So we're going to talk a little bit first about the background of P.L. Travers, who wrote the book series. We'll talk really briefly about the books, and then we're going to get into, we're going to focus a lot on the movie because this upcoming movie is a sequel. So, cool. Let's talk about P.L. Travers, guys. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Shannon, do you want to lead off? Yeah. Um, my expertise don't really land in her herself. It's more of her dad's history. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a bank manager, fell into alcoholism, and couldn't hold down a job. And so that's how her life was kind of shaped around uh, her family's constant instability due to his alcoholism. And something that I think is really interesting about that family dynamic is that dad is so lighthearted, mm-hmm. but at the same time has a psychosis that is eventually going to kill him and so it's interesting as a child how she was shaped to she grew up loving her dad and he loved her back but he was very just unreliable and unstable and it yeah it's just interesting how his choices shaped her life and then eventually shaped her stories Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, um, so P.L. Travers, she was born in Australia. Australia. Um, and lived there for quite a while as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it, wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't until her death that they moved to Wales, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, her death being her... Uh, her his death. His death, yes. <laughs> yeah, dad's death. Yep. And should we say, too, she was born Helen Goff. Yes. Not mm-hmm. Pamela Lyndon Travers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, It's part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Um, So, yeah, and then I believe that while, after she moved to Wales, she started writing. Um, So she wrote for, I'm, okay, I'm looking at Wikipedia, guys. Sorry, it happens. Uh, So it says here that she wrote for The Bulletin and Triad. Um, And then she actually started acting under the name Pamela Lyndon Travers, so... Uh, she toured Australia and New Zealand with uh, a Shakespeare company um, and then eventually moved back to England. Um, her first publisher, so funny story, she, um, she really liked Peter Pan and J.M. Barry, um, which, by the way, if you don't know anything about Peter Pan, check out our episode. <laughs> um, Shameless plug! Yeah, you know, I'm just <laughs> all of them today. Yay! <laughs> um, Excuse me. But she really liked uh, J.M. Barry, and he was kind of a hero of hers. And her first publisher was actually Peter Davies, or sorry, yes, Peter Davies, who's one of the um, five Davies boys that J.M. Barry took in. Yeah. Well, that's adorable. Yep. Um, So, yeah, she eventually met uh, George William Russell, who, um, let's see here. Yeah, he kind of, like, mentored her. Um, Yeah. Eventually, she made her way back to England and started writing um, the Mary Poppins books. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about with her? Because I brought up her name before. Yeah. <laughs> they, it, so wasn't it when she moved to England, mm-hmm. um, she changed her name. So Pamela, I I think it's just because she thought it sounded fancy, right? Yes. Or something yeah. along those lines. And then Lyndon, which was her middle name before, so she kept that. And then she took the last name Travers because that was her father's first name. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of in his memory. Yep. Cool. Well, let's talk about Mary Poppins, the book series. So, um, actually, before we do that, there's something, <laughs> there's something else about P.L. Travers that I want to bring up. So just her as a person, um, she was, and if you've seen the movie Saving Mr. Banks, you kind of get the sense of this, but she was a very difficult person. <laughs> um, you don't say. <laughs> but yeah, she, um, in a lot of ways, her personality traits were mir- mirrored in the character of Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very particular and orderly and a little bit tending toward OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, she also had a, a reputation of being very like cantankerous and cranky. She was very interested in um, like etiquette and upholding like standards of etiquette across the board, um, which was interesting considering that she's writing these books in like the 30s and she, into the 40s and 50s and 60s and onward, um, which was a time when a lot of those like 
social etiquette things were kind of being thrown by the wayside, mm-hmm. um, but she was very much a stickler for the rules. Um, and you can kind of see that in the character of Mary Poppins. Um, also, <laughs> so she adopted a kid. Have you guys heard this story? Yes. I, yeah. Briefly, what happened? Tell me, tell me. With her female <laughs> partner, by the way. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I did know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so adopted a kid, um, but, like, from a family that didn't actually want to give up the kid, I want to say. Oh, no. Yeah, and she, like, changed his name and, like, kept him from visiting with his siblings and stuff, and then he eventually grew up and was like, what the hell? Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. And then he he died of alcoholism, too. Yes. Oh. Like... This wasn't a family <laughs> genetic trait, but this was apparently a family trait. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, she, she was a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so let's talk about the books. So, um, Shannon, you read the book. Yeah. Um, so, I'll say, so it is a series, mm-hmm. um, starting with Mary Poppins, just to run through them really quick. Um, there are eight books total, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins Comes Back. Mary Poppins opens the door, Mary Poppins in the park, Mary Poppins from A to Z. Um, At that point, that's when, so that one was in 62, and then we get um, in 64, the Disney Mary Poppins movie. At least if Saving Mr. Banks is to be believed, it sounded like at that point, um, P.L. Travers didn't want to write any more books. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least, like, the shiny Disney way of telling this story is that then, like, after talking to Walt Disney and after seeing this movie, she then is, like, inspired to write more. My heart has melted. (laughs) I know. When the fact of it is probably just that she needed the money (laughs) and so then she goes on to write three more um mary poppins in the kitchen mary poppins uh in cherry tree lane mary poppins in the house next door um so i've read the first and it's very funny because um with all the talk of peel travers not liking the disney version and being super against it um i've felt like it was fairly faithful to the books Mm -hmm. um at least the first one there are a lot of similarities so um you do have mary poppins coming in from the east on her umbrella flying in and being a nanny for the banks family um there are four banks children um so we do lose two kids (laughs) in the disneyfication of it all um they had at least in the first one their twin babies um john and barbara so um four kids and i don't know it's funny they say that um mr banks told mrs banks that they could have a very nice house or she could have four children and she chose the four children (laughs) um anyway a lot of the stories are pretty similar um so you do have um like mary poppins's uncle that laughs a lot and floats to the top of the ceiling you have um uh, them jumping into um the artwork on the pavement but in that case it's just mary and bert that do on her day off um so there are a lot of similar stories um i i did think that mary Poppins is a little bit more um like curt or like very i don't know she's not julie andrews in the book she's not quite as pleasant um but um, you can tell she loves those kids, but she's like this magical being that never wants to reveal to the kids what's actually happening. Um, they're always asking her questions and they know she knows, but she won't say. <laughs> um, just to mention like a few other favorite stories I liked in it. Um, it's kind of just these vignettes, like their days out with the kids. Um, then it ends a similar way where um, she the wind comes and she's off and that's it. Um one of them, so they find this compass <laughs> that is kind of this magic compass that she'll say, like, east, and then they are in, like, the east, um, like, in China or in Asia, and they run into this panda bear, and then she says north, and then they're in the Arctic and meet a polar bear. <laughs> so should they go to, like, all the corners of the world, and that's so, really cute. I'm glad you brought this up because yeah. you... You know that that's not the original version, right? Oh, is it not? No. Oh, no. got a different one. So in the original... Oh, dang it. In the original, instead of there being animals on the compass, Uh um, there were people. And they they went to China and met 
Chinaman and went to the north and met Eskimos. Oh, And dear. it was very racially insensitive. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, even for the time. So much so that, like, people complained so much that she revised it actually before the Disney movie came out. Oh, crazy. She revised it and removed a lot of the cultural stereotypes, but they were still meeting people. And then mm. she revised it again later and was just like, you know what? Screw that. I'm taking out the people and they're just meeting animals because it's safe. So, I, yeah. I, I, oh, I feel like yeah. I've been bamboozled into getting not the real thing. Um, that's great. Are there any other things like that? Uh, that was the only thing that I found. Okay. Well, I found it very delightful with the animals. So I'm sure that the animals are delightful. It's very unfortunate. Do the animals talk, though? They do. Yay! Yeah. Hey, that's all it we need. It was very cute. Yep. Um, another case of a talking animal. So, um, there's, in the film, there's this little dog that's always kind of going around and has a little coat on, and... Um, I think Dick Van Dyke does say his name is Andrew at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, and so there's a whole chapter about this dog <laughs> who's like very pampered and only Mary Poppins can hear what the dog is saying. And um, he's a dog who, like a very pampered dog that wants to be a normal street dog. <laughs> and so he befriends this street dog and Mary Poppins kind of forces the owner to take in the street dog too so they can be friends. <laughs> it's really cute. That's adorable. Um, so those are some of my favorites. I... <laughs> She's got some weird stuff in there, though, so it doesn't surprise me about the compass thing. She does have one where um, at night they go to the zoo and all of the animals run the zoo and the humans are in cages. What? So it's like, oh, this is really getting really dark. So, wow. yeah, there's some there's some weird stuff. So it's not entirely surprising. Yeah. But. Huh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Well, so that's the first book. And then the next book is Mary Poppins Comes Back, which yeah. is a very similar book. It also involves the Banks children. Um, this time, instead of like her saying that she'll leave when the wind changes, I think she says that she'll leave when the chain for her locket breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she leaves. Instead of flying away on her umbrella, she leaves on a merry-go-round. Oh. And she buys a return ticket just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next book, she does come back on the merry-go-round. No. Flying down with fireworks, I think. Um, Getting fancy. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> wow. Also, also in these, um, they do. The banks have another ch- child named Annabelle, who's a little baby. Um, and then, uh, and then there's Mary Poppins opens the door. Um, or sorry, that's the third one. And there's Mary Poppins in the park. Um, and then, and I think after the third book, they stop being like more sequential stories where she leaves and comes back. Mm -hmm. She is just like stories from previous like periods where she was with the family that they're just telling in separate books. So Mm. yeah. Is it all the Banks family Mm -hmm. throughout? Yeah. So yeah, it's Mary Poppins um, opens the door as the third and then Mary Poppins in the park, Mary Poppins from A to Z, Mary Poppins in the kitchen, Mary Poppins in Cherry Tree Lane and Mary Poppins in the house next door. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, and those are, um, they're all published about 10-ish years apart, with the exception yeah. of the first two, um, all the way up until 88 was the last book. Oh, wow. So Yeah. Again, because it seems like she didn't really want to write more. <laughs> no, I don't think she did. It kind of <laughs> became necessary for her to do so. Yeah. But, cool. Well, let's talk about the movie. Yeah. Well, it should should we kind of talk a teeny bit about the production of it? Yes. Just from, again, from Saving Mr. Banks, I'm not sure how much of this is true, but in going through, like, IMDb and other sources, it seems like a lot of the details they throw in there are pretty accurate to what yeah. happens. Yeah, And, I mean, Disney did, um, at her insistence, they recorded all the calls during the meetings. <laughs> so um, I think that movie is based in a lot of facts, as far as I can tell. Um they, I mean, P.L. Travers over 20 years was, so Walt Disney's kids had read the book and loved it, and so he made them a promise that they'll adapt, he'll adapt this book into a movie, and it takes like 20-ish years for her to finally agree to it again because she was running low on money, and, you know, that would be a huge payoff for her to sell over the mm-hmm. rights. Um, but she kind of insists on... Um, 
like having more control. So approving the script before she'll sign over the rights. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't want any animation in it. If you've seen the movie, you know how that turned out. (laughs) Um, Seemed like she wasn't a fan of there being music either because of Mary Poppins being, you know, a more straight laced, um, I don't know, more strict kind of nanny. (laughs) Um, Anyway, and if it, what other details are there from that? There are just so many little things that, um, I don't know. They So she goes to L.A. and, like, kind of advises as they're doing, um, as they're, like, finishing up the script, writing the songs for it. And she kind of has a problem with every little thing <laughs> that they propose. Um, but eventually she comes around, mostly, at least as the movie portrays it, because um, they at least got to the heart of um, that Mary Poppins comes to save the father, Mr. Banks, rather than saving the children. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys had any other details you like from that movie. Emma Thompson's <laughs> excellent in it. Yeah, she uh, is. She's great. And I was surprisingly, it, it's the kind of like biopic thing that I don't really love watching, mm-hmm. but um, I was surprisingly, like when they um, show her Let's Go Fly kind, I was in tears. <laughs> <laughs> it was surprisingly moving. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. I'd I agree with that. that was, it was good. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Not my usual type of <laughs> yeah documentary. Not documentary. Biopic. Biopic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I can talk about the movie then if we have. Well, I want to talk a little bit have... about the casting. First. Okay, great. Um, so oh, yeah. first, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this detail. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first, there's Dick Van Dyke, um, who was cast as Bert. Um, yeah. He also so he wanted to play. Um, Mr. Dawes, who's the bank manager as well, and he had to like convince them because they're all like, "You're too young for the part." And he's like, "No, just give me makeup; it'll be great." It'll be great. <laughs> um, Which, if you, in the film, it's not really, but it's still he's very entertaining. But he's like, very entertaining. The makeup is so obvious. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I kind of yeah. Also, um, so Bert in the books is Cockney. Um, Dick Van Dyke is not Cockney. He is American, so he had an accent coach. Um, the accent coach was Irish and not very good at doing a Cockney accent, and therefore Dick Van Dyke is not very good at doing a Cockney accent. So nowadays, that's kind of, it's like, his performance is heartwarming, but at the same time, it's like, this is the standard, this is like something that you hold up as textbook. Do not do this when you're working with, a, like, an accent coach. This is Other bad. the <laughs> accent, though, he's so dang charming. And, yes. like, his dancing and just his physical comedy throughout it. I'm, yeah. He's great, but, yeah, the accent's yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. He's single-handedly, so, like, when I watch this movie with my kids, my kids love it. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, we love it for different reasons, me and my kids. So <laughs> I love it for all of the Julie Andrews stuff and, like, you know, the more, like, deeper lessons that are in it. My kids love it for Dick Van Dyke. So they just, I mean, they're at that age when they just prefer physical comedy. So Um, it's a great mix. Credited as (laughs) Navkid Keed or for Mr. Dawes Sr. So they tried to be like, Mm -hmm. here's a fake person, but then the the letters shuffle and it's Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about Julie Andrews. Um, so Julie Andrews, um, this was actually her feature film debut, first movie that she was ever in. And the reason for that is she was a Broadway actress. She was Eliza in My Fair Lady, like the original run, right? With Rex Harrison. And when they decided to make My Fair Lady into a movie, um, they cast Rex Harrison and everybody was like, oh, they're going to cast Julie Andrews too. She's amazing. Why wouldn't they? Uh, they didn't because they were afraid that um, Julie Andrews wasn't well known outside of the Broadway world and so people wouldn't go see the movie if it was starring Julie Andrews. So they decided to cast Audrey Hepburn even though Audrey Hepburn couldn't sing. Um, <laughs> How much did they... I mean, I, it's, I don't want to speak ill of My Fair Lady and Audrey Hepburn, obviously, but did they regret that decision? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did dub her with Marnie Nixon who is also like a really great actress and she's... She ended up being in Sound of Music with Julie Andrews. Side note. But, um, but yeah, so Julie Andrews got passed over for My Fair Lady. And because of that, she was free. And Disney was like, uh, yes, please, thank you. <laughs> cast you. <laughs> um, so she agreed to do Mary Poppins. Um, even though, so she actually initially passed over the role because she got pregnant. 
And then Disney was like, we will rearrange the filming <laughs> schedule so that you can be in this movie. We want you. Yeah. So yeah, she ended up being the movie. And actually, so I mentioned The Sound of Music. I love The Sound of Music. Um, she was actually cast in The Sound of Music because of her performance in Mary Poppins. Um, the producers of Sound of Music saw an advance like copy of Mary Poppins. And they were like, we have to sign this woman on to be our <laughs> Maria before somebody else snatches her up. So they signed her on, and she was she had already agreed to do Sound of Music before she won her Oscar, wow. and became in such high demand. So anyway, um, and that's that's the other funny thing about it is so Julie Andrews and Audrey Hepburn were competing for yep. Best Actress in the Oscars <laughs> that year, and who won? Julie Andrews. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I yep. was looking at the awards because that's what I do. <laughs> um, they for I was it didn't win Best Picture because of my fur lady, but I I was looking at it and I didn't realize what other films were that year because it was just a list of what they won. And so I'm like, oh well, with Golden Globes, it must have won like comedy musical. What musical could beat it? And then I'm like, oh my, my fair lady, lady. Yeah. like how unfortunate that that was <laughs> that. the same year. Yeah. Both yeah. like super classic musicals. Yeah. For sure. And Julie Andrews' acceptance speech at the Oscars was great because didn't she thank Jack Warner for not casting her in My Fair Lady? Yeah. <laughs> Classy. I love her. She's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's talk about the movie itself. Yes. Um, Want me yeah. to kind of... Please. Start and we can pop in. <laughs> Do it. I know. So it's 1910 in London. Um, I hadn't seen it in a while, so I forgot the whole opening bit where Bert <laughs> is kind of entertaining a crowd. He's a one-man band yeah. and kind of shuffling around <laughs> with his, like, I don't know, symbols, <laughs> whatever. Um, he goes to, like, different people in the crowd and is singing little rhymes about people, and all those characters are in the books. Um, so that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then he turns to the audience and, um, starts talking to the audience and says, oh, who are you looking for or whatnot? And then takes, um, us over to Cherry Tree Lane where the Bankses live. Mm-hmm. I had also forgotten, and it's in the book too, the house that's a ship. Yes! <laughs> I was going to bring that up. In every day, like on, is it every hour? Every hour, yeah. <laughs> on the hour, they like, launch uh, a can. Yeah, launch the can. So they have to grab things in the house. I love that the household has to pause everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just stop this guy from doing that? I don't know. That sounds easier. But, um, and they all have their stations where they're oh. like, okay, this is my spot. This is what I'm holding up. We all know. Gosh. So great. Um, so then we meet the Banks family. <laughs> um, I get it. So Mr. Banks doesn't come in quite yet, but he's a banker. Um, your name is Banks. He's a banker. Yeah. How convenient. <laughs> um, we have Winifred, um, the mother, who is a <laughs> Yeah, she is. I'm going to bring this up. I texted Shannon. I was waiting seat, for this moment. And I said... Anyone can fight me. Sister Suffragette is the best Disney star. Yes. It's incredible. I do love it. Okay, so <laughs> during the 2016 election, I seriously was like, votes for women! And I'm like, I wanted to just go around and sing that song all day on voting day. But there's a line that's... <laughs> no, you're going to have to remind me how it goes. Uh, it's like, though we adore men individually... Uh, as a group, we no, agree that as, as a group, group they're, they're rather, rather stupid. stupid. Yes, it's fantastic. Yes. Um, anyway, so this and the only part that makes me sad about it is this is kind of how they they wrote Winifred this way to explain like why she doesn't watch her children because <laughs> <laughs> she's a suffragette. Yeah, um, it is a downfall. Yeah, it's um, such a great song, and then it's just like oh, oh like, this is a little sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So then we have the kids, Jane and Michael. So when we enter the house, um, their nanny, Katie Nana, is leaving because Jane and Michael have run away again. Um, and she's had it. Um, they The constable like, brings the kids back after their nanny has run off. And um, they say they're chasing a lost kite. And... Um, so Mr. Banks comes back, he, um, he kind of, like, writes off the kids, like, stop doing that, and as a banker, he sings a whole song about how, like, his life needs to be so orderly, and his kids are kind of falling outside of that. <laughs> um, uh, do relate. <laughs> I, I'm okay this is one of the things about growing up that I hate is when Ugh. you start watching Disney movies and relating more with the parents yeah. than you do with the kids 
<laughs> it's like, well, he has a point. They are out of control. <laughs> I'm, yes. I mean, those kids are not out of control, but, like, I, I relate London's to that. London's also a big city, though. They shouldn't be, like, running around <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so they've lost their nanny, and so Mr. Banks advertises for a nanny and again sings a song about how... Like, he kind of wants someone who's very no-nonsense, um, runs the house like he runs his bank. <laughs> um, and then Jane and Michael have um, their own advertisement about how they want, like, this very nice nanny. So cute. Um, <laughs> so sweet. The only part in particular <laughs> is they, they want someone who doesn't smell of barley water. <laughs> um, there's all sorts of things. And... Mr. Banks thinking, this is not what we want. We want someone more strict. And takes their advertisement, rips it up, throws it in the fireplace. Um, And so I guess the next day or sometime soon, you get this whole line of, like, really mean, curmudgeonly looking nannies. They're all lined outside the door to apply for this position. Um, But the wind is, like, blown in, and it kind of, like, blows all the nannies away. Um, And in with the wind comes Mary Poppins, who um, comes in on flying on her umbrella with her carpet bag, taps down, and comes into the house. And she has the children's, like, advertisement all pieced back together, and she goes through and explains, like... Oh, I like check, 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 check. You know, she fits all of these qualifications, um, and basically ends up hiring herself because Mr. Banks is so confused <laughs> about what's happened. Um, so you can see right away there's like a lot of weird things about Mary Poppins. She goes up to the nursery by sliding up the banister. Um, she has. Um, like a magical, or her carpet bag, um, the kids look in it and there's nothing, but she starts pulling, like, a coat rack out of it and a large mirror. Um, it's the pre, you know, in Harry Potter where Hermione has that bag. Like, mm-hmm. that was totally Mary Poppins stuff. Can I also say, so, the, yeah. in this part in the movie, the looks on the kids' faces are genuine <laughs> because they figured out, like, a practical effect where the kids, like, were genuinely surprised that she was able to pull these things out really? of her bag. Yeah, it's not, like, computer. It's not done with computers or anything. Yeah. It's, like, an actual practical effect where she's pulling this mirror out of That's her awesome. bag. That's awesome. Like, the kids cool. are just like, what? <laughs> Close your mouth, Michael. You're not a codfish. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so she started setting things up, um, making herself at home. The nursery is a disaster because these children are so uh, unorderly. (laughs) And um, she starts, like, snapping, and things will automatically close, go back into their... their cupboards or whatever. And you know, if I could do that, I would also be a perfect, like, parent. I so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just saying, she, it seems like she has an unfair advantage here. Yeah, and she does this while singing the song Spoonful of Sugar. We should have pulled up songs. Like, that's such a... You um, can sing them, though. You sang I Patrick. Could, <laughs> Patrick that's Jeff, true. Got, well, you guys can help it's me. It's the I Shannon don't. singing show. <laughs> oh, normally, it's a joke now that I make Courtney sing every oh, episode. Um... So I get just a spoonful of sugar, makes the medicine go down, the, and it goes well up done, when Shannon. it goes down. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this song, like every song in it pretty much is a winner here. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they're cleaning up the nursery, and the kids also, like, Michael can't snap, which I can relate to because I have a hard time snapping, <laughs> but um, they kind of pick up the nursery. I guess I should say, too, before, um, because this is a line that comes up a lot, how she has the measuring um, mm-hmm. tape. And I do you remember what the kids are? She she measures them, and one of oh, them's um, like, uh, like some, something something bad, bad at <laughs> bad at putting things away or something something like that. And then you get Mary Poppins measures herself, and she's practically perfect in every way. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, so they clean the house, um, and they go out for a walk in the park. Um, Bert is out of the park doing, like, uh, sidewalk drawings out of chalk. Um, so they go, and Bert and Mary Poppins know each other, and we don't really know why. <laughs> um, and also, at the insistence of P.L. Travers, there was not supposed to be a romance between the two, but there's, like, totally... I, yeah, I think I there's think an implied romance. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they go, and they're looking at the drawings, and with Mary Poppins' magic, they end up transporting into one of the drawings, um, which is, I don't, like, a meadow kind of mm-hmm. thing. 
Um, and they can hear a fair, like a carousel in the back. So the kids run off. Um, and Mary and Bert kind of stroll through and they're stroll all and cute. Yes. <laughs> um, and say, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Um, and then we get dancing penguins, which I have to mention because it's awesome. And I love penguins. <laughs> and they're very cute. Yeah. Um, so this part of the film is like half live action, half animated, which mm-hmm. for the time I think is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen a lot. Yeah, um, it was pretty seamless, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm assuming they just like layered cells on top of each mm-hmm. other, right? Yeah. Get that effect. Um, so then Mary and Bert join the kids at the carousel and, uh, Mary Poppins again with her magic, like all of the horses kind of bounce off of the uh, carousel and they end up in a horse race (laughs) somehow (laughs) and Mary Poppins wins. And that's where we get the song supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, um, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I recently, we'll <laughs> I recently um, listened to a cover of that song, and I realized that, so at one point in the song, she says it backwards, and I used to be, like, so impressed by that. And then I heard a cover of it where it was slowed down a little bit, and I was like, wait a second, they're not actually saying any part of that backwards. It's just, like, the syllables are backwards. Yeah. Except for Rupus, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It made me angry because I was just like, I'm never going to be at that point where I can say it backwards. And I'm just like, wait a second. I still can't say it backwards. I can barely say it forwards. Um, Yeah. So there's that song. And then um, in like real London, there's a thunderstorm. And so it kind of just washes the drawing away. So they return to like the real world. Um, Then on another outing, the kids... um, and Mary Poppins go to visit her Uncle Albert. And again, Bert is inexplicably there. But, um, and he um, has this affliction <laughs> where he uncontrollably, uncontrollably laughs and consequently floats up to the ceiling because <laughs> of his laughter and all the kids kind of join him. Um, I have to bring up, like, the joke, because it comes around again, is the joke that keeps making him laugh is, there's a man with a wooden leg named Smith, and then the other person says, what's the name of his other leg? <laughs> <laughs> um, I read in, in a Walt Disney World in Frontierland, there's, at some point in the park, there is a leg that has the name Smith on it, oh, so like, it's a call out to the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they eventually... Are all floating up in the ceiling and eventually get down. Um, let's see, what else? <clears throat> Mr. Banks is very distraught about <laughs> the kids coming home saying, we jumped into chalk paintings, we floated to the ceiling, we're saying super califragilisticexpialidocious. I can only say that like once. <laughs> um, anyway, so he wants to fire Mary Poppins for all the silliness that's going on. Um, and she kind of talks him out of it, but also talks him into like, okay, if you want children that are so orderly, you should take them to the bank and show them how you live. Um, so they're planning to go and that's where we get, um, Mary Poppins when they're going to bed explain like, <coughs> on your way, you'll see this bird woman who sells, um, for tuppence a bag, uh, like bird feed to feed the birds, um, mm-hmm. outside the cathedral. Um... Which is like one of the most boring parts of the movie, but one of the yeah. best songs, I think. Yeah, so. it is a beautiful song, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a little boring. <laughs> um, but that's okay. So um, then uh, Mr. Banks takes the kids to the bank. On the way, they do see that woman outside of the cathedral who's saying, feed the birds, top in the bag. That comes up in the book too, actually. Mm-hmm. So that is Ooh. based on it. Um, anyway, so at the bank, they meet Dawes Senior Jr., so Senior being Dick Van Dyke, just in very old man makeup. Um, Which, he's reprising that role for the new movie, isn't he? Is that who he is? I think so. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Or I think he's, I think he's like, uh, or the he's now the junior. Junior become a yeah, beca- senior. He's now become, like, really old. Because Dawes does not make it through this. <laughs> Dawes Senior does not make it through this film. Yep. Um, so... Michael, they sing this whole song about how great the bank is, and Dawes wants Michael to invest his tuppence into the bank, but he says, no, I want to use it to feed the birds. Dawes kind of, like, tries to grab it. Well, he does grab his money. Michael wants it back. 
Um, and he kind of causes a frenzy in the bank because he keeps saying, give me my money back and so everyone assumes like the bank is going down and everyone wants their money back yeah. and it's a disaster. He creates a run on the bank. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, the kids run away in the middle of all the ruckus and run into Bert who has now become a chimney sweep. <laughs> he just is bouncing between jobs here. Um, they go to the house to clean up, uh, clean the chimney. Um, the mom is kind of like, oh, we don't, Mary Poppins, is, it's her day off and no one's here. You get to watch the kids. So he's <laughs> kind of watching them and, um, they sing Chim Chim, 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 chim Chimmery. The, yes. Yeah. I'm like, what is this song actually? Chim Chimney, Chim Chimney. Um, so they're singing that, they're cleaning chimneys, they all end up on a rooftop with all of the other chimney sweeps, and they do an epic dance number to Step in Time. Yeah. Step in Time, great. Step in Time, Step in Time, Step in Time. Do you okay. want to dance? No. <laughs> okay. I do not. Not that anyone else would enjoy but me, because you can't <laughs> but see this. But we could this, turn but... this into a video instead yes. of a recording. <laughs> Shannon just wants to turn me into a dancing monkey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So we get that whole awesome number. And then um, Mr. Banks comes back. The house is massive, full of soot and has like 20 <laughs> chimney sweeps in the house. Um, and uh, he gets a call. So obviously, like his children caused a run on the bank. And so he gets a call saying he needs to go back to the bank at 9 p.m., um, which is bad news. Um, he kind of talks with Bert. He's like, you need to spend more time with your kids, essentially. Um and Michael gives Mr. Banks the tuppence back because the kids sense, like, they did wrong and got their dad in trouble. Oh, it's so sweet. It is very cute. <laughs> so sweet and so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Banks, <laughs> so he goes to the bank. And it shouldn't be funny. Like, it's supposed to be sad. But So they're firing him. But the way they do it, he has, like, a flower in his lapel. And they, like, rip the flower apart. Mm-hmm. And they undo his, like, reverse his umbrella and punch a hole in his hat. It's very sad. Make him look like a bum. Yeah. It's very sad. Um, And anyway, so they're... I'm trying to remember how... He's like, do you have anything to say for yourself? Is that kind of how it comes up? And Mm -hmm. Sherbanks goes, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious! And kind of realizes, like, oh, this isn't worth it. He should be spending time with his family. And kind of has a change of heart. Um, He tells that terrible leg joke. (laughs) Um, And he kind of... Bounces off on his way, but after telling that joke, Dawes Sr. is like <laughs> thinking about it and realizes it's funny and then floats up to the ceiling laughing. Um, let's see, there's a weather vane, and so we see the wind change, and so we know it's like time for Mary Poppins to leave. Um, but Mr. Banks comes back with his change of heart and his fix the kids' kite. Um, and the mom comes in and is like, you can use my votes for women like sashes and a tail. And all of them are happy and they sing, let's go fly a kite and go off together. And Mary Poppins looks like a little sad, but realizes that she's done her job and the family doesn't need her to be there anymore. They're all together. Um, I think it was that sash that brought them together. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the suffragette movement did it. <laughs> Um, go home, guys. We yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we do see Dawes Jr. again with all of the other bankers who are all flying kites. Um, just to find out that Dawes Sr. had died laughing in the ceiling. Um, they hire Banks back and, yeah. Yeah. And I really like the song. Let's go fly kite. It's so cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Sure. There, there you good, go. Good. <laughs> well done. Good. It's beautiful. Sweet. Anything else? Um, I do want to talk a little bit about some parodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about The Simpsons. <laughs> they Always have, The Simpsons. I know. They have a whole episode that is a Mary Poppins parody, and it's called really? Sherry Bobbins. Or no, it's called, hang on, I pulled it up. Mm-hmm. Sherry Bobbins is the name of the character. Um, the name of the episode is Simpson Califragilistic Expiella Annoyed Grunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it's great. Sherry Bobbins, like, so Marge is stressed out of her mind, and she's, like, losing her hair, and it's falling out. Oh, bless and her. And so she's just like, Homer, I don't ask you for much, but I need help around the house. I think we should hire a nanny. So they, like, the kids come in, they have this whole song, just like the kids in the movie, where they're like, you know, if you want to be a <laughs> um, So they sing this song, and uh, naturally Bart, like, ruins it at the end with, like... Oh, I can't even remember what he says, but it's something inappropriate. <laughs> um, and then Sherry Bobbins comes and she's uh, she sings a whole song that's 
basically it's the whole snapping your fingers song from the movie except for it's called do a half-assed job <laughs> and so she's like just shove it under the bed and under the covers where nobody is and like i think my favorite line is like oh if God. nobody sees it is it really a mess like <laughs> And I'm like, yes. That's Why was that not about. on my list of Simpsons episodes to I don't watch. know. I mean, there's so many. Um, <laughs> also, I love it, it because instead of Bert, it's actually Willie is like the Bert character. Okay. Willie, mm. like, you know, who's yeah. Scottish and drunk and yeah. very like hostile <laughs> all the time. Um, at one point, so she goes to leave because the wind changes. And then um, something happens and she has to like... She steps outside and forgets something and goes back in. Everything has descended into chaos again, and Marge's hair is, like, falling out of her She's like, oh, okay, I guess I can't leave. So <laughs> she, um, she's, like, she at one point she, like, gets drunk with, uh, I want to say Willie again, but it might be another character. But she's, like, singing Wasting Away in Margaritaville with her, like, stockings down around her ankles. And she's just, like, they're just driving her crazy. And then in the end, like, they've basically worked her to the bone, and they haven't changed at all. Like, they're still being mean to each <laughs> oh, other. And man. she's just like, you guys are never going to change, are you? And they're like, nope. <laughs> and so then she's like, okay, I'm out. Bye. And they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then I think that she is floating away on her umbrella and gets caught into an electrical line. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So rude. Oh, is it an electrical line, or is it, it might be an airplane. It's one of those. Something that kills her. Yeah. I need it to be an electrical line. Just a little less brutal. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's all pretty good. I just, the turbines, that's what bothers me about airplane deaths. Yeah, that's fine. Just, yikes. Where do we go? Do you have any favorites? Best. Shannon? I don't necessarily have favorite parodies it's all mostly just saving mr banks mm-hmm. so yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure i'm gonna mention one just because it's pretty recent in okay. guardians of the galaxy volume two yeah you know, uh yondu in it he he's got <laughs> this like flying arrow kind of thing anyway he he's coming down on holding his arrow so he does look kind of like mary poppins with mm-hmm. umbrella and Peter Quill, because he's always making, like, Earth references that are, you know, 80s or older. It's like, he, you're Mary Poppins. And then Yanni says, well, is he cool? And Or something along those lines. He's like, he, he's the best. And he's like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that one. It's like, yes, pretty great. Sweet. Well, I think that's going to be it for us this time, then. Yeah. Um, oh, Yes. Sorry, okay. I got a quick Maybe aside. Not. Sorry. Yes. There's a musical, too. That, That's I mean, right. Obviously, the, the movie is a musical, but they made, like, a stage musical of it. Um, and I only bring it up because... So there's some additional songs, but it uses those songs from the Disney movie, mostly. I only bring it up because... So Cameron McIntosh, who, a producer who I guess is most known for Les Mis, mm-hmm. um, had... So P.L. Travers, when they were producing this musical, um, was still alive, and so had to once again sign over the rights, and she really... Really didn't want to because she still hated the <laughs> Um And she's like, I don't want you to use the songs for a movie. And they kind of, he, Macintosh had to like sort of convince her <laughs> to doing it by saying, no one from Disney will be involved in the production. Um, we'll get all British people. There won't be Dick Van Dyke <laughs> with his terrible accent. And um, anyway, but then um, P.L. Travers passed away like before the musical came out. So oh, then man. they brought Disney in. <laughs> Which is kind of terrible, oh, but um, yeah. yeah. But that's a thing that exists if you want more Mary Poppins stuff. Yeah, well, I have something to add too. Yeah, before we end, <laughs> I wrote it down because I liked this quote from the movie Saving Mr. Banks, um, and it's when Walt Disney is he's so um, P.L. Travers has gone back to England after not signing over the rights um, when she went out to L.A. for the first time. And so then Walt follows her out to England to talk to her after he's figured out why she's just so difficult. And he talks about this story about his life and how hard his childhood was. And then he says, because that's what we uh, storytellers do. We restore order with imagination. We instill hope again and again. And I've always loved that quote. That's like my favorite part of the movie. And 
just how stories shape us and how stories heal us and I think that's a really big part of like what movies and books can do and that's just that's my favorite yeah yeah Yeah. well and just watching that movie I think came at the right time because just like Mary Poppins kind of like healed her childhood trauma Uh um I don't know just watching this movie for me I'm like oh it's been a bad week and like the world is kind of crazy and I'm like oh this movie is just such a like nice delight I don't know (laughs) so I'm glad I can see how that like had such an effect on her to write those stories that on the surface seem kind of silly but like have yeah like Mm -hmm. a deeper message to it has anyone else like heard that theory where children's stories are simplified so that children can understand big world problems Mm -hmm. or like adult issues yeah and that's how I feel that way about all stories (laughs) right but yeah that makes sense (laughs) yep Cool. Yay. Yay. <laughs> awesome. We're well, excited for Have you guys oh, heard so some of the music from the new one? No, not yet. They've released two songs. Mm. Lin Manuel Miranda is really doubling down on the Cockney accent. Um, it's terrible, but bless his heart. I'm like, you're, you're so endearing. I can't like help it anyway. Listen to that song. It's called Trip a Little Light Fantastic. Oh. Okay. It's very cute. Praise be all Now, things. did Lin-Manuel Miranda help write the music for this one? No. no. Um, I, dang it, I don't know who did. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, I know it wasn't him. Kind of the reviews have been like, well, there's not like a standout song like the original. But the two that I've heard, Emily Blunt has a beautiful voice too. Mm-hmm. So I've liked him. I'm trying to see really quick if I can find it. I'm stalling. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning toward just do, like not listening to them until I've seen the movie. That's yeah. probably I'm doing that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. Um I why do I know his name though? <laughs> um Mark Shaman's done music for Smash and Hairspray and Ooh, Hairspray yeah. stuff. Anyway. Or has at least worked on those movies and has been nominated for lots lots of Oscars. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Lynn will be doing Disney music for Little Mermaid, though. I'm (gasps) waiting. I was hoping he did some for this one so he can, like, solidify an Oscar at some point. (laughs) He's one away from an EGOT. It's the Oscar. So I think he's pretty unlikely from this role. Not because it's him, but because Oscars like dramas. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Little Mermaid will come. His and day he will, will come. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Great. Well, um, Shannon, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Yes. They can actually. <laughs> it depends on if you want book recommendations, Instagram is the best place to follow me. And my handle is just Shannon Joy Schlesinger. Um, and if you want a little more sass, <laughs> my Twitter is a good place for that. And it's uh, just Shannon Joy. Awesome. That's it. <laughs> Great. She's good with it. We we have a book club <laughs> between the two of us, and it's just us two reading books together. Uh-huh. Um, Love it. But she, you read way more than I do, and really good stuff. <laughs> I have read 62 oh. books this year. It's what? been a big year. Wow. <laughs> books. That's really impressive. Thank you. You want to know how many books I've read this year? You have kids. (laughs) That's true. Are we counting children's books? (laughs) No, I have zero kids and lots of free time. You have kids and and I have no excuse. (laughs) Nurturing takes up a lot of time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, as always, you can find us on Twitter at PC Footnotes. You can find us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes. Um, you can, if you're listening on iTunes or any of the other places where we're available, you can also check out our website, popculture-footnotes.com. And we are starting to uh, plan for our next season. So if there are topics that you want us to cover or if you want to come on the show like Shannon did today and be a guest, <laughs> please email us, popculturefootnotes at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this time. Yay! And if you're on iTunes or any of those places, leave us a review, please. Yes. Mm. I'll oh, throw also, that in every time. <laughs> I always forget to pitch this, but Shannon Prime and I <laughs> are on another podcast called Approximate Heroes. We are on 
Castbox FM. Uh, so go check that out. It's basically us and Andrew and a couple of other people Play playing D&D. Dungeons and Dragons, and it's great. <laughs> D is so good. It's so fun. it's so fun, and we have a fun group. Like yeah, yeah, we have fun. You know, your husband. I was saying before that, like, he's very funny, and mm-hmm. so just <laughs> I don't know yeah. the things he comes up with. I'm, I contribute nothing. I feel like <laughs> both as far as banter and the game itself, because I'm frequently like falling into That's pits. That's not true. That's not true. Something. You were like our ace in the hole in the last episode. There, I guess like, that's true. I did like kill that. Uh, that what what mage that? Yeah, I don't know. There was, was the. There drow? was something. That, yeah, the yeah, drow. The drow. I took down. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, check that out. Castbox FM, Approximate Heroes. Woo! Cool! Well, join us next time! Bye!